Hello and welcome to another episode of After the Whistle. It's up very much playoff season. We are in the final conference round and I'm joined by Lex. Yep, 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 yep. And Donald. What's up, guys? Who has decided and agreed to take upon the role for the uninformed, not, not uninformed audience, but the guys, you know, who are casually interested about in basketball yeah. and might not understand fully what's going on. <laughs> Donald is going to try his hardest, keep us in check, help us break everything down. Yeah. So... For those of you who asked that today, we could break down this b-ball thing. If you understand this episode better, please send your thanks to <laughs> at I don't know. Let's get this oh, show started. Yeah, All right. Um, first thing we're going to talk about definitely has to be uh, a few coaching changes. Mm. So as we, well, the Raptors got kicked out last round, and that immediately followed their coach one winning the coach of the year as voted by the other NBA coaches. And him being fired. So the guy won an award, but then they told you your service are no longer needed. Um, that put them in a race for a new coach along with uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, who had sacked a uh, kid. Jason Kidd. Yeah, like three, three, four way through the season. Mm-hmm. The Bucks, however, emerged victorious, if you can call it victorious, since they announced uh, Barthosen as their new coach. And this was a coach that won his experience with the Hawks. Like he has the pedigree in terms of Charlie. He's renowned for player development. Like his when it comes to mind thinking and understanding the game, like he can arguably draw plays to match up someone like Stevens. Like his game management is impressive. So people were thinking, oh, you know, the Raptors have let go of a coach who was suspect and exposed in the playoffs. Bad might be someone they are looking for. But then the Bucks got him. So, who if you are a Bucks fan, you have a good coach, you have a young core in Giannis who now has a mentor or someone that can, you know, maybe help him push to that next level because right now the East is looking insane with Celtics, whatever LeBron decides to do, yeah. and the Sixers. If you're a Raptors fan, you're probably a bit confused right now because you just let go of the coach, that one coach of the year. And what do you do? I mean, do you blow it up? Because they are still competing in the East. Yeah. You have teams that are looking good. Or do you just keep the mind, Larry, and hope they get better? Uh, Lex? I think the direction that is the Raptors are going to take from this will determine in a lot of ways what the, what the benefits that the Raptors are going to gain. For instance, if you if you, you rightly said that if you let a good coach like Dwayne Casey go, it means you are looking for an upgrade of, of that. Somebody it has who can, to be an upgrade. Somebody who is very good with the X and O's on basketball. Hashtag as now. Who is able to think on their feet and be able to like expose certain matchups? And win wasn't that for them. So you let bars go to to Bucks. Bucks, then it's difficult for you to get someone else. And first dollars is going to the next. Exactly. So yeah. you're you're limited in terms of who you can bring on. But knowing Mazai um, and then knowing the culture that exists in Toronto right now, they they would they would get somebody, I think, who might not be everybody's preference, but who understands the game a bit more and who can bring it. Well, a well-known name, because let it be said, Stevens wasn't exactly a household name, name yeah. until Inch got him coaching yeah. the Celtics. So. so this is, this more than anything else, is sort of the glory moment for Masai. If you get his right, everybody mm, understands that yeah. you sucking the coach, you sucking the coach was yeah. the right decision to take. If you get it wrong. If, if you get it wrong, then... Eyeball starts coming on you. It's Don't forget you. that he has his his job security at, at the Raptors is pretty much secured. He has been given the free, the, the free reign to be able to do things. Yeah. But 
once you start getting certain key decisions like this wrong and the public appeal is going towards you, against you then it becomes very difficult to like still sustain yourself in the job so actually i think like, i think masai has more 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 rope on the news so to speak because he's got the raptors playing great basketball they've been in a conference final i think like what not conference final, but they've been in the playoffs yes. for like Past the five past years. five seasons, which yeah, they haven't won it, but Charlie them day inside, like they are they are competing. So it's like he's building towards something. So I I, I I'm willing to bet that he can make a wrong call on this, and he will still have enough goodwill to be allowed to you know fix it because he got them here. Yeah. Okay. So is this like an instance where it's like um, they probably feel like the Raptors have a good enough group of players? Right, mm-hmm. and probably this manager is not actually getting out of them like their full potential. Exactly. You understand? So, so it's like even though they've won this number of games, you said sixty games. Yeah. This number of games, it's still they still feel like there's so much more we can achieve with this team. Yeah. And yeah. probably looking at what this guy does with this group, you know, we can do better. So maybe we should, you know, probably move on. Yeah. Whereas in, people feel like, okay, yeah. he's doing well yeah. enough. Like, why not? Why not keep him around? I think if if probably went to like seven games with with the Cavs and they are lost by say like Atabaza Bita probably doing cases still has a job but the fact that the Pacers in the in the, the game before, before the series before you play them they're able to take them to seven games and they don't have the same the same kind of personal and star players that you mm-hmm. have and you get blown out yeah so I think but, that was that was the reason why they, they were like but sometimes these things surprise me like how is a manager just like Clueless. A buzzer beater away from getting sacked or staying. It's either he's good enough, no, but or he's not. Yeah. But I think you understand. Sometimes perception helps. <laughs> perception helps. Yeah. If I think, yeah, like Lex was saying, if it was buzzer, like if it was close, if they pushed the cars, because in the Pacers series they had LeBron play out of his mind. mind they had LeBron play, make people like to have people talking. Yo, yeah. this guy is arguably the best basketball player yeah. you've ever seen. The Raptors never pushed him like that. that okay. But then I'm just saying that like if like you're saying how how does how does the decision just come down to that moment? And the fact is that they played the same the same they played the same Cavs team last season. Yeah. And the season before. Yeah. And in all those three games that they played against the Cavs in the postseason, he lost terribly. Okay. So then he exposed a certain flaw in the coach and saying that if you can't get your team to win against one particular opponent, you've had ten tries. Like, like you from yeah, yeah, at that yeah, point, okay. everyone understands okay. that. Like, we need to make this emotional decision. It might not sound as great a decision to make right now, but it's the wisest thing we have to do going forward. Okay. It might backfire, but yeah, everyone yeah, in the interim understands yeah. that this is the right decision. Right. And I guess. It's unfair to the coach, but it's easier to get rid of the coach and to get rid of all the players. Yeah, because you do raise a good point. I mean, what's to say that it's not the group of players and the coach has squeezed every ounce of effort mm-hmm. he can from them? Because, I mean, there, he did win coaches' coach of the year, so he did something right this season for his peers to acknowledge that yo, this guy deserves to win and be acknowledged. So, it's going to be interesting for to be a Raptors fan this mm-hmm. this next couple of seasons. But I mean, do we blow? Yeah, sorry, don't Yeah, worry. like, um, forgive me for making a football reference. Oh, no, like, this is why you're here, you know, for the <laughs> audience. <laughs> like, um, you remember um, Watford, when they had uh, Kike Sanchez Flores, and mm-hmm. he did a good job yes. that season. Kept them up, you know, they were playing good football. And they came but back they then. still let him go yeah. for a similar reason. And like I was saying, it can either backfire or not. And then they got Marco Silva, who, for a while, 
looked look like an improvement over him. So yeah, I I believe that you know sometimes these decisions might look um might look um like difficult ones, but if they work, the results are like. You know the rewards are huge, and this is why Masai is being paid the millions to make yeah, to make such tough calls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because it's, yeah. it's on his head. I think he got an extension last last season yep. again. See, there all are the teams want him, so if he if he seconds, yeah, that's what I mean by so many teams want him because he seems not he seems he is this young progressive African yeah, like yeah. he's not your average white GM, so like he has that fresh ideas yes. like he's challenging the status quo everybody wants him in their office mm-hmm. so he has enough leeway in the raptors organization to do, to do what he wants so yeah. we'll see we'll keep an eye on that raptors sometimes, huh? exactly for the tortillas <laughs> <laughs> um let's get into the meat for this episode uh the conference finals are underway two games have been played both conferences as we record this episode we're going to start with the west surprisingly <laughs> depending on how what you believe or what your predictions were, the game is tied. Uh, Golden State has won, and Houston has won. Yeah, it, it was it was a big surprise, especially if you look at what Houston getting mm-hmm. one. <laughs> no, not not just getting one, but getting one comfortably against the Warriors. If, if okay, game throughout, the, throughout the entire game, they were playing with a certain at a certain comfort base where the Warriors weren't pushing them to, to to be able to get to like yeah a point where Harden or Crespo or Clint had to add like monstrous game so they were they kept them in check what is difficult for me to grasp from this whole thing is maybe the Rockets didn't play too well the Warriors played pretty badly yeah, talking about game one or game two game two okay because in, in game two in, oh. in the first half they're like 11 10 overs yeah maybe and usually when teams win game one they tend to be a little lax in game two the day the energy level yeah, keeps to yeah. Sap because then you know the next two games are, they're, going, they're going home to play so Winning game one probably played into the hands of, of Rockets, knowing that, oh, okay, these guys might not come in with the same energy and the same appetite or taste. So let's get win. at them. So let's get at them. And then in the first quarter, they were able to do so. Second quarter, third and fourth, they were able to sustain that lead. So the second game was, in, in, in my in my own assessment of it, it, it will be the outlier of the series. That second game won't be how the series, won't be the definition of the series. Okay. I think one, three, and four might probably be the more definitive, like, um, base for, yeah. for what this is. for three and four, who do you have winning those? I think the Warriors. I mean, <laughs> it's the Warriors because when they play small, the Warriors are better than them. The Hampton 5, their death lineup is better than them. That's a bad nickname, by the way. Yeah, that's, that's a terrible nickname. <laughs> Whoever decided that they become the Hampton 5, I don't know. If they play small ball, I see, like, the, the Warriors winning because the Warriors can switch any and everything. Yeah. Rockets can switch any and everything, but Clint can switch from three. And they don't have the players offensively what as good as yeah. because they you can have switch said, but you can't yeah, make you them can't pay make them, yeah so <laughs> it's more to, the, the, the play that you're going to rely on to win them games is where the Warriors are more better than them you know when, when you play big these guys can have the luxury of still playing yeah. small against them because then they can put them on a five so it is it's the Warriors game to lose I, don't, I still don't see this game going beyond six games this series going beyond six games I think the Warriors are going to win the next two games at San Francisco. Uh, some 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 argument or some some noise has been made about the fact that Curry doesn't look 100% fit. I think the only time he's played 30 plus minutes since coming back from his injury was in the Pelican series. And that was because the game was looking like it was getting away from them. So Kerr was like, you know, we're going to keep him on the court. Uh, that said, KD has been their best player in the two games. And this is not KD's fault. I mean, that's the kind of player he is. 
when he has the ball, he's going to score. He's not looking to spread play, assist, or create plays. Like he's an efficient scorer and he's good at what he does. However, when he's doing that, the ball is in his hands. It means that Curry and Clay are seasons of the ball. Exactly. Yeah. And for game two, they had poor shooting nights. And as we've seen with the Cavs series that we'll talk about later, when you're a three-point shooter, Charlie, sometimes it's volume. Sometimes you have a bad night. Yeah. And if the Warriors have a bad night, Rockets look like they are there yeah. to capitalize on it. So another bad game for the Warriors, and then that's game two, another game one for the Houston. Yeah, but the way that people they like... win this, that's all I'm saying. If they win game three, then this gets very interesting. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, really, yeah definitely. Really because then it means they have from court advantage again. Yeah. So that is where it becomes a bit more tricky. But knowing the Warriors and knowing, see, this is the game they've been looking forward to all season long. All season long, the Rockets kept saying that we can beat this team. Our team is made for this. And um, Dalmari was like, "We are building our team solely to be to be the Warriors." Everybody in the NBA is building their team to beat the Warriors. See, so the Warriors had this this ma- this matchup against them, yeah. like penciled down right from the beginning of the season. So to go home and knowing that you you split the first two games, yeah. Gives them that kind of excitement, that kind of crowd. They, you know the crowd in, like it's a fight now. It's and that is why I think they're going to feed off because Kerry is just one three points making away from getting back into his zone. When he makes that tough shot and the crowd screams and yells, that's what's scary about him. That brings the mojo back. So going home, I still think the Warriors are going to be able to get us. But see, I think we've, we've we've spoken like I mean a lot more on what the Warriors can do with the Rockets. This is why I think it gets very tr- tricky for the Warriors. When they switch Steph on every play, yeah, it's nine out of ten times they're, they're getting a basket. I mean, and that's what they're doing. Curry is there's effort, but yeah, because every time they get a ball, what Harden or Chris does is that they're looking for who Steph is guarding, and they come, give him the ball. Come and come and says this. They, they, <laughs> they, they, every time they're punishing Steph, every time, and they're getting good results from it. The only reason why they won Game Two was because. They kept punishing Steph to the point where he was worn out. First and second quarter, he was worn out. So, in the third quarter, he didn't have the legs to be able to shoot. You could see that emotionally he was drained. Physically, he was beat down. You know. And if the Warriors can do the same, if the Warriors can do the same thing against the Warriors in Game Three, the likelihood of them winning, even though it might not be percentage in terms of percentage very high, you still see them winning. And but do you think like this is a game plan that the, the Rockets can sustain? Like, is it sustainable? Like, can you actually keep the problem is that Steph a, out of the game? The problem is such a game, it's kind of like what football. You go out, like, back in the day, the great Barca teams, you go to play against them hoping that they have a bad game. Yeah. The problem is such a game plan is you are hoping that your opponent has a bad game yeah. for you to have a chance, <clears throat> mm-hmm. which is what the Warriors are playing at. I mean, these guys are basketball players. I'm sure in all interviews, it will be like, yo, we are confident we can beat them, we can match up with them. But then... From my perspective, looking at him, yeah, you need courage. And, and I also feel like that, like there've been some people who've tried to play this game with the Warriors. Like yeah. they've tried to keep Steph out of the game, and how many of them have actually succeeded in doing this? See, people do, but I don't think they have the personnel to be able to punish them like the Rockets are able to. The only way to beat the Warriors is just to outshoot them. Yes. Yeah. Which is what the Cavs did. Get LeBron surrounding by shooters Shoot and just it. light out. You, they, they, they shoot at three, I shoot <laughs> at three. three. Yes. No, that's it. You shoot at <laughs> shoot. You shoot at yeah, 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 I'm shooting yeah. three. Yeah. And, yeah. And the Rockets have the personnel to be able to do that. The only challenge for them is, like, like, like Cyril Riley mm. said, is, is volumes. Yeah. One bad night means that like you're out. That's if the Rockets have one bad, bad night. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody had no like, chance. Their bench, their bench showed up. Well, 
I would say they are not star players, but their big three would be what mm. Harden, CP3, and Capella. Capella. Mm. The other guys showed up. So you had Tucker, you had Ariza. Like they yeah, showed up with them. yeah, they yeah, showed and up. And also, I'm I'm also wondering like if the Rockets have one more bad like bad game, if they lose the next game, like how would that you know affect their confidence going into the one after that? If you lose a game, you understand? It's like it is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you lose game three, yeah, they still will not be like. They lose game four, game three, and game four. Yeah, that's when like a bit of worry comes in. But if they lose game three, is yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if they lose game three, it will start to feel like okay, this is what people expected anyway. Yeah, so right. now we can't prove them wrong. Yeah. Wrong in game four here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But again, I mean, if you speak to CP and Harden, I mean, all the other ones, they will make you be. I mean, they have to believe that they can match up with the Warriors and beat them because you kind of have to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. definitely you have to. Yeah. Well, like, what do you have to lose? You have to. And again, this entire team plan. was set up. I mean, they are trying to figure out how to renew CP's contract because it was set up primarily for know. this team mm. to figure out how to beat the Warriors. So maybe they're cooking something in the in the. Is in the four days rest? Yeah. They must be coming up with something yeah. new. Yeah. We need. I mean, our prediction wise. I mean, Lex, you already said what. Golden State in six. Yeah, Golden State in six. I really do want the Warriors to to eliminate Golden State just so we have a different finals matchup. When the Rockets, yeah, to eliminate the Warriors, yeah, that'd be. Where, where, what, what justifies that in your head? What gives you the confidence that I can they can do it? I do think. Well, I don't think Steph is quite right. I think I think, I think he, he's healthy, but he's not in good basketball. Shape. Yeah, he's not much fitness like yeah. Yeah, football. Like his back is healthy, but yeah. he doesn't have the rhythm. And playoffs just that's like zero to hundred. The intensity just get cranked up. And one thing about a healthy, effective Steph Curry is that when Curry is on fire, on fire, the other team needs to have a yeah, man on yeah. him. Okay. If you are, okay, the Warriors feed off him, off him yeah. and then that's another player the opposition team has to have guarding him. But when Curry is having a bad game, one he's a defensive liability, and if he's having a poor offensive game pretty much ignore him kind of that leaves you without energy and manpower or actually a physical person to actually guard in KD. So yeah, KD exactly so now mm-hmm. you're playing five on four suddenly carry becomes a liability on the team that's what the warriors the warriors the rockets should be hoping for and i think that's what's going to happen but then again it's been four days rest man <laughs> saying if steph gets one to go days, in bro. yeah this is madness and yeah, see i think clear everybody said KD was the the X Factor in the series, and yeah. in, in in last parts has been the X Factor in the series, but I think if Clay has one very good game, every game he has a very good game. The Warriors are winning this because in game one he had a very good game, and then the one in game yeah. two, he was like, eh, and then they, they still like lost. So when he has like more than twenty points, the tendency of the Warriors winning is, is high because then now you have to get KD, you have to get Steph, you have to get Clay. Clay. Yeah. And that becomes like a, a, a bit of a handful. But when KD is rolling and Steph is not there and KD is not there, you can be able to like shrink the, the, the court in such a way that your manpower is yet more towards Garden, Garden, um, Garden KD. That's why I'm seeing Cyril Spencer saying that the Warriors might, 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 might be able to lose this. Uh, there's, there's this that's running around. Again, you can't really read much into these things. I think I've, the Warriors have lost, I've played 37 games where they've lost I think 37 games where KD was the leading scorer. They played 37 games. They've lost like 35 out of that or something. Oh. Yeah. But then again, it's one of those things where you are... Correlation doesn't imply causation. Yeah. 
in the sense that it's not because KD is the Warriors tend to KD to score when they're having difficult games because he's an efficient scorer and he can get to the basket. It's not because he's scoring more, that is why they are losing. And I think that's what's going to play out. They are going to find themselves stuck, they're going to be needing baskets, and they're going to get to KD. <coughs> but the thing is, with KD scoring, he's not really looking to facilitate play. No. So basically, <coughs> sorry, when it means that when they are relying on KD, it means they're in trouble, basically. Yeah, and he's the best person you want on your team to bail you yeah, out. To bail you out, yeah. But and then if that becomes too much, then that means yeah, well, I mean, he can bail you out, but then the other guys also need to chip in. Yeah. Otherwise, he can't do it by himself. I mean, he can. I mean, he's good enough to do it by himself, but yeah. then they are playing a very, very good team as well. Man, the KD cares. Yeah. <laughs> but I think they're going to win this. I mean, yeah. Here's to Del Moore and his guys' surprises. Yeah. So we're going to switch our attention over to the Eastern, Eastern Conference, but if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to After The Whistle on your favorite podcast manager. So that's uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Acast, essentially anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just type After The Whistle spaced out and then you will see our logo. After The Whistle, there's a whistle on there. Listen, share, subscribe and all of that. And send us your feedback and comments. Eastern Conference. This I is mean, the fun. To be fair, if there wasn't a whistle on it, people will ask me any questions. The logo. After yeah. The Whistle logo. If there wasn't a whistle on it. A whistle on it. Like, yeah, your name yeah. is after the whistle. You have to have a whistle it's on it. Right. I mean, <laughs> maybe, that's true. That's true. I mean, we have, we have just on a boring text. <laughs> just after, after the whistle. The whistle. Yeah. White canvas, black text, and just keep it moving. <laughs> oh, man. But I think the Eastern Conference has been the more fun, at least the finals. Mm. Yeah. Actually, I think it has been the more fun conference for me so far. The Pelicans Warriors was fun. Like, the East is where it's at. It's been more fun for you because you're a Celtic fan. Yeah, I mean, that is where it's fun for you. That's where the bread is buttered. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think in the in last part, I agree with you. In the in the Warriors Rockets game, everyone knew that it could go like both ways, even though like it was 60 44 yeah, Warriors or 70 34 Warriors. 70, yeah, yeah. yeah. But in this game, it was like 60 44 Cavs. Yeah. Everyone realized that maybe Boston was coming in with too many young guys who are not ready for the big stage. Mm. I mean, if one of your two best players in this series is, is a rookie, nobody's going to tip you to win like, like this series. And the right? Cavs just obliterated a Raptors team that won 60 Six, games. 60 games. They, they blew them out. Exactly. So, coming into this game, into this series, everyone was like, oh, LeBron is going to do his thing and the Cavs are going to get their groove on. That cover and um, Kevin Love pick and roll is going to punish the And Jera with the crazy. And we get into the Two games and then Bas Stevens, I don't know how he does it. He pulled some <laughs> magic off his chest and they won two games. And it goes to show you that if, if the team is built around the, the right personnel in terms of yeah. the coach, the the backroom staff, mm-hmm. the players with a with a hunger who play with a chip on their shoulder, you can be able to win games. Boston are not really anything exceptional. They're just going with it, they're just sticking with a certain script. Yeah. And whether you score on them in a certain basket or not, in a certain play. They don't care. They just stick to that same principle. Meanwhile, with the Cavs, if someone misses a defensive assignment and then someone is scored, it's they're like, really uh, nice. And like, it's like a, everyone is sulking and moaning and whining. But with Celtics, they're sticking to the game plan. Whether you score on us or you don't score on us, we're sticking to it. And that's just, that's just credit to them. They're only winning this game because they, they've been able to build their character in such a way that they know this is how we're going to play and we are riding and then we're not going to make adjustments. You can change your lineup whatever way you want. You can bring in Tristan Thompson or take him out. You can decide to switch everything on us. We don't care. We're still beating you. And they won two games. And at this point, if you tell me that they can go to Cleveland in game three and win, 
I'm I'm really Looking unable to sweet. play to invest <laughs> my money on on, on them being able to do that. Yeah, and this is why you can fully appreciate like management. Like you can fully appreciate how managers put work into the systems they they play. But also, this can all go south if the players are not like in the right. So they have to buy into it as well. If yeah, if they don't buy into it, they actually will be our crowd. But yeah, it will be nice to see. Like I mean, I know I know this. <laughs> <laughs> I love this Zoro would love that, but yeah, it would, it would be really cool if you know this um the Celtics are able to you know uh, beat the cows, but I'd be it would be one for one. It's all those things where you never actually as a fan you you want it to happen as yeah, the season starts, but you but still then, know that that's yeah. a long way to go. Yeah, like, you know that you know it's your buyer, you yeah. know it's your buyer shining through, but yeah. then honestly the Celtics are like Lex said, I mean honestly it's it sounds simple enough that all the team is doing is just taking care of the basics. Yeah. It feels, yeah, but like it just feels, feels like it's so much, so much. Yeah, because it just yeah. really it's just simple basketball that's holding off the Cavs and LeBron. Like LeBron is beast and he's playing insane. And in game two, like he's playing well offensively. It's just it's a combination of the other guys not showing up. not showing up and just being in their own heads and not talking to each other. Which is what the Celtics seem to be doing, and again, like I also mentioned, Donald, credit to the players because there's Jalen Brown who's in his second year, and there's Tatum who's in his first year, and these guys are playing. <laughs> these guys are playing so well that people are asking, oh, if one people are saying are talking about Celtics possibly trading Kyrie because in their mind Mine. they've seen uh, Terry play and they think he's good enough to start. That's never going to happen. That's stupid. <laughs> people are saying why not just trade Hayward because he's going to. <laughs> Uh, impede Tatum and Brown's <laughs> growth. No, I mean he's going to play. Probably going to let Baines go. Like, but it's insane. They are they are having people think that sometimes sometimes it's good to be the underdog, man. Yeah, really but it's, but that that comes with its own pressures. Yeah, it definitely comes yes, with its own pressures. But if you can handle which these guys are doing, yeah, if you can handle insane. it, you are good, fam. Like you are extremely motivated because Charlie, you not say yeah, we're already done. What do you have to lose, fam? Like just, just insane because. Okay. Ca- and if you do the basics really well, trust me, it can look like you are doing something extraordinary. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes the, if you do the basics very well. So well, I mean, yeah, the Spurs have like been that. doing the basics very well and just shell shocking yeah. teams without dunking forty year olds playing and schooling people in basketball. So yeah, right. Sometimes doing the basics very well is uh, it's easier said than done. Yeah, but I guess there's a point to where the basics can get you as far as you can go. Yeah, yeah. But that's you also need, a good point. At, at certain points, you need. One star player saying that, like, cancel everything else, give me the ball, and let me go. Do my individual thing. Talent and that's why I think that the whole idea of them trading Kyrie is, is like, it's it's, it's nonsense. Even when LeBron was in his peak, yeah. and was playing against the Warriors, he, the deferred, final, to he deferred to, to Kyrie. So At some point, you need somebody who has kind of like the, 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 can, the mentality, can take the game, can just that's Kyrie. push everything, everything aside, and then go into like Zen mode and then get to the, the basket. Yeah. So the basics are good. I think Kyrie watching, knowing his basketball mind, we're watching how the team is playing right now and assessing them and seeing, okay, this is how Terry is playing and this is how the team is benefiting from how he's playing. How can I come in and, and do a bit more than Terry is doing? And that's, and that's his Kyrie's whole game, game plan. And that was why he went into that meeting with Brad. Exactly. Game two, and they had a conversation. This is how you got LeBron. This is how JR plays. This is how Tristan plays. If you're scheming, take this thing into consideration. I'm not telling you that necessarily do this, job, but this, but this is, is what I think. This is how you see. And that's why I think the Celtics are going to need from them. And that's why I keep saying to, to Cyril that I think there's a dynasty coming up and people don't see it. But the Celtics are going to be the, that dynasty in the next two or three years. 
if you have somebody who is in the second year oh, yeah, and somebody yeah. in his rookie season playing as well as they're playing see and it's not like they're panicking or anything they're, they're getting the ball in their hand and they're going to their first moves with as much comfort and with as much see, like it's, Tatum, it's beautiful to watch Tatum's cross like he has crossed over so he has crossed so many guys the confidence <laughs> I don't even god damn you're playing right? the confidence right now and you're, you're just crossing people up on the perimeter and shooting things like yeah Steph Curry if you're doing that in your rookie season, what imagine, Charlie, imagine what you're, <laughs> when you're a vet. <laughs> it, it, it might sound like we're exaggerating or we're we are yeah, hyping like yeah, Tito, yeah. but he's that good. He's really that good. And to see this team, who people didn't think were going to be like as good as they are right now, again goes to show you that if you, if you have the right guy in the right place in a certain system, like you're going to get results. Yeah. Like he, he said earlier on the Spurs, um, so let just things like Barcelona. If you put that system in place, it's, it's going to get you results. But... I've always wanted to ask you this, and there was something that I had in a pod that I think is interesting. Do you think Brad getting as much praise might get to a point where it might become, it might go to the detriment of the team where the players feel like we are doing this and the coach is getting too much credit for what we are doing? If it was any other coach or team, I would say yes. But then I think this week Brad came out and said that the calls, the praise he gets, he feels uncomfortable hearing them. And to me, that just speaks to a coach when he's talking to his uh-huh. players. Is probably just acknowledging their efforts as well because, in as much as he's the one drawing up the schemes, they are the ones you know sweating and putting in the efforts on the court to actually implement them. So I feel like the relationship between Brad and the players is just one hundred. He, all the players have been traded from the Celtics. Even it came out and said the fact that Brad didn't get a single vote for Coach of the Year was a travesty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this was a player who was let's just say his exit from the Celtics was the worst possible way a player could go. Because he was due to get paid a big ass contract, got traded to the Cavs, got injured, and now he might not even what he we aren't sure as to what his role will be next season. So he has every reason to hate on Brad. But he came out in support of the coach. That to me tells me that's a coach right there who builds some understanding and has respect of the players. So I'm not too worried. Yeah. I was going to say that with that particular scenario, it depends on how the manager manage um, handles it because he can't he's not the one in control of what people say about him. Or where people direct their praise towards. Yeah. You understand? He's not in control of that. So in that situation, he is the one who has to defer to some of it to the players. He has to say that, oh look, yeah, I appreciate that, you know, I appreciate everything. But my players, like I also, you know, my players also deserve a lot of the credit as well. And in that situation, I feel like players are players will be cool. Yeah. 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 That's why he's going out of his way to establish that that, yeah. that, that notion that yeah, I know you guys are giving me credit, but like cut across. This place that they want to do. And I think every manager who is as good as brothers mm-hmm. will, will, yeah. will do this way. And also, yeah. sometimes let managers get some of the credit for Like, players get so much credit. <laughs> they get so much praise. They really get so much praise, praise players. Like, on the court, everyone is like, they are the ones, they are the names people are screaming on the court and stuff like <laughs> that. They are the jerseys people yeah. are wearing all the time. You you people are not yeah. out there buying what yeah, <laughs> yeah, breakers with Brad on it. Yeah, Brad merchandise. I know, right? That's true. <laughs> you understand me? So, yeah, sometimes let managers to enjoy yes. small, Charlie. Swear, it's cool. Predictions? Of course, I have the boss of Celtics. If, if we can get one of the next two games, it might be in five. Okay. If you can get one of these two games, it might be in five. Right. No, it might be in six, sorry. Right. If they can get one of those. Because I, I think they might lose game three today. But might, because, I mean, Cavs play very well. In, at home. In, at home, they're, they're going to be like, LeBron is going to come out and seek to do his thing again. Statement to win. So they might win this one and then the Cavs are going to like regroup and 
Yeah, Celtics are going to really go and probably win like game four, but I still see the Celtics winning this in six games. Okay. Because the guys are playing in such a way. I'm not a Boston fan. Of course, everyone knows my bass is stores and the Portland Trail Blazers, but when I watch the Celtics play, it's almost how I want my team to play as well. Like, young guys who are coming up who are yeah. there, they're to be able to play. They're and these guys right. are doing, they're doing exactly like that. And I think in, in the last five years, I haven't seen a team defend LeBron as much as the, this team is doing. He's still getting his 40 points, but every shot he's making... He's working for it. He's, he's really working for it. He's going through multiple bodies. He's fighting an entire system just to put yeah. like, points on the board. So I really see the Celtics winning this game in six. I don't want to jinx it, so I'll probably just go with, with six as well. But I'm really hoping for a sweep. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm hoping for... But a sweep is possible. I mean, I can't... I, there's five games left. Max, five games left. I can't... I can't see the Cavs beating this team in four or something. No, not at all. Yes. Yeah, no, so. but the Cavs will probably win one game, right? I mean, game three is the. It's, yeah. it's now so important. Yeah. If the Celtics win game three, that's, that's it. it. That's it. That's if it. If the Celtics win game three, that's it. I mean, that's you, it. They can afford to lose game four yeah. and go back home and feed off their crowd and then beat mm-hmm. Exactly. And afford to lose one of that as well. As like, well. yeah. You can always come back to four game seven. Yes. Yeah. So the Celtics right now need to they win need two to win out of five. One. Yeah. So the Cavs need to be like. Four out of five. Yeah. And we have you played in the first two games. We don't see you winning like five out of five. And I know Cars fan will probably shout or be pointing out three one when the Cars were down three one to the Warriors. But yo, it's a completely different team. Yeah, it's a completely different team. I mean at this point, the next big thing is where is LeBron going to go? And we look forward to discussing and trying to rationalize and figure out where where Bron is going, but I doubt it's going to be with the Cavs, okay. especially what the Pacers did to them. And this just makes the Raptors look bad in hindsight. Because the Pacers without a superstar, Oladipo, who didn't even have that great a series, pushed LeBron. To seven games. And then LeBron comes and sweeps you, and everybody now thinks, okay, the Cavs are back to you, you know, their championship winning form. And then they meet kids. Really, that's what they oh, met. Yeah. They met kids yeah. and a third-year coach. And, I mean, credit to Brad and all, but then they yeah. look lost. Raptors, like, dude. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, it looked like a blip. Like, yeah. it was, they barely broke a sweat throughout your, your, your this thing. Hell, the Sixers had more time playing the Sixers than... <laughs> I don't want to jinx it. Let's just say, okay. Celtics and seven. <laughs> Let's keep it interesting. Um, all right, guys. Uh, this is going to be it for us. Next time we come on, I think uh, the finals is probably going to be underway. Probably not after the game or two. Yeah, well, yeah, one or two games. So we'll definitely know which of our predictions came true. And then we'll see what the final lineups are. Hopefully there's no injury. Hopefully it's a fully I mean each team has like their full strength and we'll look forward to the NBA finals and we'll see who ends the season on a freaking high. Uh we'll discuss the draft as well. Yeah. Then and then we will look forward to off season and start planning towards the next season. season. Hello. Alright guys, it's been after the whistle. Don't forget to share, subscribe. Dominate the conversation. Yeah, it's been a while man, since we got that. <laughs> Dominate the conversation. And we out. Alright guys. Neymar Busquets. Neymar attack de nuevo el futuro campeón de liga. Messi dejando el balón para Neymar. Atención ahí fuera del juego. Balón para Luis Suárez. Gol. Va a golpear Cristiano. Se espatarra el bicho. Va a golpear con la derecha. Chuta Cristiano. Gol.
Costa turns Alderweireld. Hazard! Won the title for Leicester City tonight! Irving and Curry, one-on-one. Irving puts it up. It's good! Kyrie Irving from down! 